and welcome to Ship of Fools, a nautical D&D actual play podcast. My name is Hannah McLean, your dungeon master for this nautical adventure. Joining me here today, I have Andy Latai. Finn Fisher. No Lonnie Stevenson. Reagan's dog with a... When did Finn And Malachi Kassir. <laughs> Malachi Kassir. Wait a second. <laughs> oh, wait! <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, dude, it really is. Hey, that wasn't my fault. I was ready. <laughs> I like, went right into that. <laughs> and Taylor Wallace. Malachi. Great. Welcome, everyone. Um, we are already beginning with an insane energy. Uh, let's go ahead and do a little bit of a recap before we dive into today's episode. So, last session, the boys found themselves uh, having just barely scraped through their battle with the lurker follower Kathoth, who had attempted to assassinate Finn. Um, and more importantly, Nurgle. Oh, he succeeded on that. Succeeded in assassinating <laughs> yeah, Nurgle. Yeah, did successfully assassinate Nurgle. Um, the boys made their way out of the reef that they'd been in, only to find that something was different. And when they surfaced, they discovered that they were no longer just shortly off the coast of Gillsbury, but were in fact somewhere else to the south, uh, as they could kind of determine from the stars, but without much of an idea otherwise. Um, upon creating not creating, but, you know, summoning their ship, Matt Black, and uh, re-summoning Nurgle, um, they also found themselves meeting a young kobold named Brill, um, who escorted them to the very secretive and isolationist Dragon Islands. Um, they managed to make it through the ever-present storm that keeps the islands hidden from unwanted intruders, um, which becomes thin enough so as to be passable on the dawn at, at the dawn of every third day. Um, they managed to slip through that that passable gap, although it was still a pretty uh, sturdy st- storm to sail, but the boys made it through without too much trouble and found themselves on the Dragon Islands, where they reconnected with their old friend Gersh, uh, who then came and introduced them to the to Stella, uh, as he said, who uh, seems to be somebody important, uh, uh, who greeted Reagan by saying, uh, welcome home. Um, and that's where we are going to pick up now. Um, she, she, so she, she kind of like clasps your hands a little bit. Um, and then she sort of like looks at the, the rest of you and she's like, okay, you all look tired. I think there's some things we might want to discuss, some things that I might be able to tell you. Um, Man, if I had a nickel. But, but you... A what? Well, first of all, because I... A copper piece. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You, you might be, um, you mentioned not knowing exactly how you got here. Yes, that's right. So, you, are you lost? Are you trying to get somewhere? We were somewhere, and then we went underwater, and when we came up, we weren't in the place we had been. Right, that didn't answer her question. We're trying to go to Gillsbury. We're lost. Mm. It was a multi-part question. It's a, it's a little town in Lithios. Yes, 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 yes. I, I know. I can point you in that direction. Um, Once, I, you'll have to wait until you can get through the storm again, but then I can I can tell you where to go. Um... I'm very curious to hear how you were in one place and then in another. That's definitely 
I, it's the sort of thing that happens sometimes, but it's always a little unusual when it does happen, especially to have you pop up right near where we were. It seems a little unusual to me. Can I make an insight check? Yeah, go ahead. I also want to do an insight check. Mm-hmm. Finn's learned some harsh lessons <laughs> recently about implicitly trusting everyone. Uh, but that's only a six. Fifteen. Yeah, Finn, she seems cool. Uh, a little intimidating, maybe. Uh, Malachi, you get the sense of like that she is she is very interested in you guys just kind of popping up. There's a degree here of like no such thing as coincidence going on where she's kind of like, oh, like this draconic child just popped up like right near my islands. Like that seems suspicious. You hear that? I'm a child. That's not a good thing. <laughs> but there's like a there's there's no kind of like malice to it she okay. just is like genuinely genuinely curious so it's not like it's not like solaris's curiosity was right it doesn't seem analyzing it seems more just kind of cool. like hmm interesting intrigue um but she doesn't she also doesn't seem to find any kind of urgency in it she sort of sized you up and decided that you're good to kind of stay at least the night cool. um and she kind of like looks at all of and she's like so why don't you meet me back here um, in tomorrow um, and I will and, and we can talk. Um, but in the meantime, all three of you could use some rest, I think. And we'll we'll speak. Um, feel free to uh, go about the island anywhere that um, you're not meant to go you won't be able to go, so feel free to just kind of wander around as you please. It's my favorite kind of place. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll, uh... We'll speak again. Yes. Um, let me know if you need anything. Yeah. Um, she sort of, like, you get the sense that you've been dismissed yeah. um, without her necessarily, like, saying that she's dismissing you. Um, and Gersh, who's been kind of, like, standing quietly by the door, um, kind of, like, is, like, Bye, Stella. Bye. Um. Oh yeah, we never got introduced to the other woman. <laughs> yeah, she she sort of like re seems to remember that uh, Gersh is here, and it's like, ah, yes. Um, hello, Gersh. Lovely to see you as always. Um, and Gersh is like, yeah, sorry, I never come hang out really. There's too many books. <laughs> um, and she's like, yes, yes, I remember. God, I love him. <laughs> Gersh kind of like waves past, and he's like, hey, Nora. And Nora's like, hi, Gersh. Um, the other woman is leaning against the wall, and he's like, Hi, Nora. Oh. Hi. I'm uh, Finn. Yes, I heard when you introduced yourself to my wife. Yes, it's it's nice They're to see you. Um, and <laughs> Fuck yes! <laughs> I whispered to Reagan, Oh, you love lesbians, I don't you? <laughs> Reagan's like on the verge of I tears. I Finn. I'm like, Finn. <laughs> Between being welcomed home and now there's lesbian milves, he's just like... Oh. <laughs> No one said they're mothers. They're just hot old lesbians. <laughs> they're my mothers now. Fair enough. Uh, she sort of like grins uh, without really moving from where she is by the wall. Um, <laughs> and uh, you guys, um, Gersh is kind of like, okay, cool. Yeah, we'll see you at breakfast or whatever. Um, and Gersh like leads you guys back out of the uh, room. Uh, when, when she commented that Stella is her wife, Malachi looks a little wistful. <laughs> the second we get outside, Reagan's just gonna plant himself and put both his hands on Gersh's shoulders and go, 
Gersh, I need to get so beyond fucked up right now. Absolutely. Actually, you need to sleep first. No. Sorry, Gersh. <laughs> fucked up, then sleep. No, I think he'll sleep better if he's fucked up. That's what always happens for me. See, you get it. You get Isn't it. Isn't it like 11 a.m.? Who cares? <laughs> yeah, it's fully the middle of the morning. I think, like, maybe you were gonna, like, Stella thought you'd, like, sleep in the middle of the day or whatever and then just kind of rest through. But, like, you know, it's it's fine. No, Gersh, we're getting fucking obliterated right this second. Oh. Sure, yeah, we can make that happen. Right. I guess. I'll find, the boys are always ready for anything. Darty with um, the boys. Yeah, you guys. Malachi looks so bone weary. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you guys, Gersh kind of starts to lead you down in the direction of the beach. Um, as mentioned, it is fully like kind of like mid-morning at this yes. point. Um, but it's, so there isn't like a rager going on or anything, but it is just kind of like a casual like beach day Saturday morning. It kind of feels like spring break here. Okay, so there's definitely a volleyball court, right? Like a, definitely a net out there. Because oh, yeah. Malachi's, sure. Malachi's wiped, but as soon as he sees that volleyball net, beeline just doesn't even <laughs> doesn't even ask the boys doesn't even look at Finn and Rick just starts jo- like he starts walking quickly and then he starts sprinting over <laughs> <laughs> this is the fastest you've ever seen Malachi go when not under active attack <laughs> look at that rock go <laughs> so Malachi fucking books it for the volleyball court I follow is he still you're still in full plate are you not it's just Andy put in a loud clanking effect here <laughs> But, like, sped up time soon. Um, Gersh kind of, like, one of, one of Gersh's boys brings over the fantasy equivalent of a six-pack. Fuck yes. Um, oh, man, I missed the beer. Hold on. What, what is the fantasy equivalent of a six-pack? What do you mean by that? Isn't it just a six-pack? <laughs> yes. We're going to need a fantasy 30-rack, Hannah. <laughs> um... I don't know, man. Don't make me think about when six packs were invented. I think we established like 20 episodes ago that cans did not exist. Yeah, that, <laughs> that sounds familiar. No, cans only existed to rig. <laughs> so Reagan can accept the 30 rack, but the rest of us are. You know what? Maybe dragon, yeah. dragons have cans. Maybe it's a draconic thing. That's why Reagan knows what they are. Yeah. So true. So they've got cans here. <laughs> it's what we hoard. Reagan can produce a 30 rack. No one else can. <laughs> <laughs> it's in my pocket with everything else. Um, so they bring those over, and you guys just kind of generally start hanging out, um, playing some volleyball. Anybody who wants to play volleyball, go ahead and give me athletics checks. Yeah, do you guys join me? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm in no fit state to be playing volleyball at this point, but it does make you me happy to see you be happy. Oh, Malika's not happy. Malika's focused is what he is. <laughs> I got a 16. <laughs> He's intent. 21. 21. I rolled an 8 and a nat 20. (laughs) Oh. Uh, You know, see, this is why we're going to go do a long rest later. Wait, can Nurgle Nurgle help Reagan? That is a 14. I'll let Nurgle help Reagan, yeah. Yes. (laughs) So it's a nat 20. So roll again. Just one. No. (laughs) (laughs) Not just letting you keep it. Oh, well, that was a 19, so that's fine. (laughs) Beautiful. Um... Nurgle is, like, on top of Reagan's head, pulling his hair to, like, ratatouille him into playing better. That comes to, like, a 25. Great. Nurgle's doing a great job. You guys see the ones who uh, face off against you are a um, a kobold, a, like, dragonborn who's one of Gersh's boys, um, and a full uh, 
dragon. Um, oh, <laughs> just kind of comes over and it's like behind the Do other. they have wings? Um, Is this like fair? <laughs> yeah, he's like hitting things with his tail. Um, however, he still only gets a 21 on his athletics check. So, you know, just kind of matching pace with you uh, as the the dragonborn has got a 16. So he's kind of holding it up there. And then the kobold really drags the team down, unfortunately, with a three. Oh. Uh, yeah. So oh. ultimately, uh, you guys come out ahead at the end of the match um, as the, the kobold like really completely misses a spike and the uh, other two are kind of like, man, come on. <laughs> <laughs> this is purely a venting game for Malachi. So like every time he hits the ball, he gets like this most intense look on his face you've ever seen. <laughs> Finn is frightened of Malachi right now. Some real Maria Sharapova grunts coming out of him. <laughs> um, cool. How long do you guys kind of hang uh, hang out? Is there anyone in particular you want to talk to or anywhere you want to kind of go? Oh my God, is Gersh's girl here? Oh! The singular girl? <laughs> yeah, the singular girl. Uh, yeah, you see after like, a little while, um, like she was out doing things. <laughs> what a lady. Um, <laughs> girls, they got tasks. Is Sheila a girl boss? Uh, yes, actually. You see this. Um, yeah. She is total smoke show. You see this uh, green dragonborn um, who mm-hmm. is, to your surprise, even taller than Gersh. Ah. Um, kind of comes walking over and she's, Knew got, it was like, a good one. she's got like a longbow. Like it looks like she was out like shooting something you're not really sure what you haven't explored the island yet but you can see that there's like forests and stuff um so like she was hunting or something shooting other dragons yeah or potentially (laughs) there was some sort of the most dangerous game (laughs) (laughs) or it could have just been an archery competition you don't know but she kind of comes in and like gersh like gives her a peck on the cheek as she walks up and kind of introduces you guys i give her such a big hug (laughs) yeah she gives you a big hug and kind of pats the back Please of your introduce head. yourself first. <laughs> and you see that, like, there's a little bit. She kind of, like, looks over Reagan's head at Gersh and is like, Is this the one from the. And Gersh is like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going through some stuff. <laughs> I hug Gersh too. <laughs> Thanks. He really needed that. <laughs> How much did we win by in volleyball, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> For Malachi's records. Uh, what are the rules of volleyball? Like, what would be a reasonable... If guys... uh, were we playing by the rules? First they 21. had wings. First to 21? Okay, cool. Uh, you guys get to 21 while they have, I'm going to say, 15. All right. Solid. Respectable. Acceptable. Yeah. All right. Malachi crushes a beer. <laughs> Literally. He doesn't drink it. He just crushes it in his hand. <laughs> Can Malachi, like, absorb a beer but just, like, through his cracks no. if he pours it on himself? <laughs> well, let's find out, shall we? I don't want to dirty the money. Malachi, Malachi's acting out. <laughs> Malachi's having his own little hot boy summer. <laughs> while Malachi acts out, um, can I, I want to, while we're here on the beach, I want to take Nurgle and go, like, a little ways off oh. if there's any sort of mm-hmm. secluded area. Yeah, you find a kind of, like, quiet spot, like, down by the water's edge, and Nurgle comes with you. Uh, and I want to turn to him, or look up at him, depending where he's situated. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, Nurgle, can I ask you something? Ah! When you were, you know, um, uh, dead, uh, did you, the place you went, was my dad there? What does that mean? <laughs> Finn, um, go ahead and make an insight check. With advantage, because it's Nurgle. 
18. 18. That feels like a... It's an affirmative, but almost like he's saying, like, kind of. As if it's, like, not... It's not quite as direct as, like, he was just sitting next to the lurker. Um, but it's kind of like, yeah, the same sort of idea. Yeah. I mean, I know I know you said before that you've never beheld him in all his terrible glory. But, I mean, can you... Do you ever talk to him? Ah! The same kind of, like, kind of. Like, I communicate with him is the sense you get. Huh. Well, on, I mean, that sounds like more than I get. On a, aside from a few very specific occasions. Because, <laughs> I mean, I'm just... I would really, really like to talk to him. Because, you know, I mean, you you know. You know all the stuff that went down. It seems like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> easy, easy. Don't worry, don't worry. We, we killed him. He's gone. Nurgle, no! Nurgle, put that down! I'd, I'd really like to talk to him. I think I... I just really need to talk to him, you know? It would it would be nice. Ah! And also, I'm really glad you're back. Ah! Wanna go see if they have any six packs of lemonade? Ah! <laughs> Nurgle kinda like nuzzles his head into you a little bit. Aww. And the waves coming from the ocean stay steady. Hmm. Hmm. Alright, I look out, I gaze out at the waves for a bit. And then I return to the party, and I shout, Gersh, are there any fries? Oh, yeah, we totally, we got fries. Come on, come on. We the, definitely, we got, like, loaded fries. We got chili fries. Oh, no, they're not for me. Oh. Go to it, Nurgle. <laughs> ah! <laughs> um, Nurgle, like, <laughs> flies forward and, like, get, descends on the fries. Everyone else is like, whoa, whoa, and, like, backs away from it as he just, uh. That's my boy. You know. <laughs> devours an entire plate in six seconds um him right cool you guys hang out at the beach um is there anything else you want to do talk to i'm fully just trying to black out as fast as possible cool (laughs) you know like a healthy normal person yeah i think after i after uh he crushes crushes a couple beers um (laughs) malachi just like Sits. I think personally, all parties should end with boys sitting around a circle. So Malachi sits with the boys in the circle just silently for the rest of the night until it's time. Well, I'm sorry, the rest of the day (laughs) (laughs) until we hit uh, nap time. Reagan passes out somewhere around like three bong, I think. Yeah, I'm gonna say somewhere around three bong. uh, Gersh kind of is like to Malachi and Finn is like, all right, why don't you guys? I'm gonna show you guys where you can get some sleep. Okay, yeah, we got him. I, uh, fireman sling Reagan over my <laughs> shoulder. Cool. Um, and Gersh kind of leads you guys to, it's sort of like a, um, you get the sense that everything here is, like, pretty communal. Um, there's lots of, like, especially it kind of seems like one of those things where, like, people who are, like, warriors and kind of, like, younger tend to all kind of, like, stay in one place. There's, like, one mm-hmm. big, like, longhouse. 
And you also kind of get the sense as you guys are like walking through that like a lot of these things look like um, like people don't stay that long. It's almost kind of like a mm. way house. You can see that clearly there are some people. A hostel. Like, yeah, there are some like structures and stuff that's clearly houses and people who like have don't leave the island. But then you also see that there are signs of like some people come and go. Love this place. It's a crash pad. Yeah. Cool. So you guys crash. You get in your long rest. Nobody has any dreams. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> not not a single one. Um, ah. Yeah. Ah, oh, feels so good to not have diss on everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's been so long. Yeah. It's been like five episodes. <laughs> Man, guys, which spells do I stock for our day on the Dragon Isles? Imagine having to prepare spells. <laughs> Could never be me. <laughs> Imagine going down in one hit. Could never be me. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I feel like I can just keep these and I'll be fine. I don't think anyone's going to be poisoning us. <laughs> I don't like hands face. You never know. <laughs> we sure didn't do any perception checks on those six packs, boys. The tamper seals were fine, though. <laughs> I do trust this keystone. There's nothing in particular that we really are looking for right now, I don't think, right? That we know of right now. No. no we don't know what perils lurk. It's, it's you, Finn. You're the perils that's lurking. Aw. It's your whole deal. I love you, man. I really do. <laughs> I love it's you too, Reagan. I just don't know what I'm doing anymore. You're one of my best friends. What's going on here? <laughs> I'm still working out the rankings, but you're definitely like top six. It's just been so long since I can trust anybody. Whoa. <laughs> this is when Reagan is dangling over Malachi's shoulder and Finn is behind. <laughs> Okay, so you guys get in your long rest. There's no dreams. Um, when you wake up, um, you guys kind of start to come to consciousness. Malachi! Ah! Nice to see you stiff. <laughs> mm. <laughs> it goes away. <laughs> Instantly. <laughs> um, you guys kind of come to consciousness fully in the middle of the night. Um, you went to sleep at 3 p.m. Um, we all sit up. Malachi just sighs deeply. I guess we're nocturnal now. <laughs> <laughs> this is my life, I guess. Um, it's something of kind of the early hours of the morning, and you, you sort of sit up, and Malachi, you see a figure, like, hunched at the foot of your bed ah! um and you, yeah you have a second of that reaction um before you notice the like wings spread out behind her oh and you see that brill is just sort of brill? like crouching on the edge of your bed oh just God. like looking at you oh oh i'm sorry malachi is it weird when you wake up and someone is standing over your bed staring at you <laughs> when did i do that to you multiple times <laughs> i disagree reagan just <laughs> hey uh, hi. I can't say good morning. Hey, Brill. Shh. Everybody's oh. sleeping. You spoke first. Oh, sorry. Hey, um, the boss wants to see you guys. Apparently, she has something to show you, and it looks better at night. Oh. It's actually really cool. I've seen it, too. Ooh. When you say the boss, you mean Stella, right? Uh-huh. Oh, man. I thought maybe he was here. <laughs> he himself. <laughs> <laughs> Someday, the boss. Someday. Do you know uh, what it is? Yeah, it's like a really cool... Actually, I, I don't want to spoil it. All right, lead the way. <sighs> I shake <sighs> Reagan up. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I carry me. Oh, my God. <laughs> if 
fine. I pick Reagan. <laughs> <laughs> I carry him bridal style. <laughs> Great. You pick Reagan up. Brill kind of leads you out of the longhouse past, like, everybody else who's, like, passed out uh, asleep. Um, Hang on. While I'm being bridal carried by Malachi and pretending to be half asleep, can I make a sleight of hand check to steal some of my gold back? I have clothes on. <laughs> so it's sleight of You're hand. sneaking your hand up my shirt? <laughs> Dude. <laughs> I will let you roll sleight of hand against Malachi's passive perception. Uh, dirty 20. <laughs> Great. You get one gold piece back. Yes. You're, so you're, you're fully just sticking your hand up my shirt. You know, my abs probably feel pretty great, so you're welcome. <laughs> Fair enough. I now have 99 gold pieces. Wow, that's a lot of gold. So I have 268. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> anyway, um... So bro kind of like leads you guys um, and it's like, oh, I'm writing down that Reagan feels me up. <laughs> Great. You're welcome. <laughs> Important thing to have in the notes. Um, it's like a little bit of a walk up to kind of the, the cave where you'd talked to Stella before. Um, bro kind of like leads you guys and is sort of just kind of chattering about uh, nothing in particular. <laughs> um, yeah. And eventually you kind of reach the same door that you'd been in before um Brill kind of like knocks on it um and you see Stella opens the door um and she says uh, thank you all for coming to join me sorry for uh waking you up I hope that Brill woke you up in a kind of a gentle way uh, I was like yeah it was great I didn't throw water on him nothing like that I just kind of oh, was there oh water. man oh, God. I wish you'd thrown water on me I, mm. oh I'll do that next time <laughs> great do it only on him okay no we went to sleep pretty early I so. want it all to myself great <laughs> <laughs> um Stel's like th- thank you Brill um that that'll be all for now. And Brill's like, okay, see you later. That'll do, Brill. That'll um, it kind of like gives you guys a big wave. Bye. Um, Bye. And scampers off. I wave. Um, Stella kind of like invites you in, um, and she says, um, I wanted to welcome you to the island properly and show you something that we've kept here that I think would be very interesting to the three of you. I don't know if you're the sorts to go in for, um, you know, learning and history <laughs> and um, those sorts of things. Um, some I minor illusion a little pint nay into my hand, and I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> a little what? That's not how sure that's pronounced. pronounced. I'm not sure. It's the little the little glasses a that pince-nez. just like sit on the bridge of your nose. <laughs> yeah, it's spelled like pince nez. Huh. Oh, nay. <laughs> that those things. All right. Hmm. Finn's just furthering the Nergil transformation here. <laughs> I always imagine Nergil wearing those. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so you've got those now. Um, she she sort of, like, smiles and she's like, I I, I think you'll like it. Um, it's, Didn't it's... go to bench school. The, that's all right. I, I'll start. <laughs> I was going to ask how, how well you all know your history our letters <laughs> uh, not at all not great i know a lot about a lot of things i have a plus one. <laughs> oh, it's better than average um <laughs> yeah right then that's what we are let's let's take a little bit of a walk um 
Should I put Reagan down? Piggyback, piggyback, Malika. <laughs> yes, you might. You'll probably get a better vantage point if he puts you down. Yes. Um. <laughs> Do you just drop me like a cat? <laughs> I, I fully just like bend over at the waist as low as I can go and then drop you. <laughs> <laughs> I land on my feet. <laughs> Um, as this is happening, as she kind of starts to lead you back towards, so there's like this small kind of cozy room with like the bookcases in it. And then there were like a couple of like cave passages uh, branching off. Um, and she starts to lead you down one of the cave passages. Um, Finn, as you like lift up your little pince nez and are kind of like looking around at the things around you, you do happen to catch, um, maybe because you're kind of attuned looking for it, um, you catch- An ad for supplements. No. Um, You're looking for that as well, though not here. Um, But what you do see is a cube um, sitting on, just like sitting on the bookcase, like it's like a decorative, like, piece, like people will have on their bookcases sometimes. There is a kind of like rose-colored cube just sitting there. Is it, can I tell it that it's like a capital C cube, like it's magical and such? If you ping detect magic with your invocation, um, I do. yes, it is giving off that same strong cube like signal Ooh. that you're used to. Um, hey, can we have this? <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, that was a little a little rude. I look over when he says that, and my eyes go comically wide. <laughs> uh, what's the deal with this thing? Oh, the cube? Yeah. Yes, it's it's a magical artifact. I picked it up. A someone brought it to me a little while back. Isn't it a nice color? It is. How long ago? Uh, a year, maybe? Hmm. We knew a guy who, who liked those things. Hmm. Yes, they're they're interesting. They're, it's a pretty strong magical signature. Yeah. Do you know anything about it? Why don't we take this walk first? Okay, yeah, sure. Um, she, she starts to lead you down this cave passageway, and she says, um, right, so I'll go ahead and just sort of start from the beginning. Um, you walk into the cave and kind of see the, like, lights of the little room behind you get dark, um, and you're walking into just kind of, like, pitch blackness until Mm. she brings up her hand and sends up this little kind of, like, magical, uh, like globe of light that just kind of hovers above her hand and it sends out this kind of like um flickering almost like reminds you of starlight um as it casts itself across the walls and you begin to see images kind of illuminated in the walls around you as she sort of sends out this this starlight um that illuminates this kind of hall of drawings and images on the walls Wow, my first planetarium. I love planetariums. (laughs) (laughs) Malachi does the the comical lifting of his cat eye sunglasses again. (laughs) And you also see as she kind of like begins to walk, you see that above you, there is an opening in the the roof um, so that you can actually see a small kind of sliver of the starlit sky above you through the roof. Um... She starts to walk and she says, so, um, I, introductions first. Um, my name is Stella. I am- Hi, Stella. 
<laughs> yes, we, we met. Oh, um, yeah. My name is Stella. I am the... Uh, titles are not my thing necessarily, but you could call me a seer. Um, or a lore keeper, perhaps. Something like that. I, I keep the, the stories and the tales of... Um, of dragons and of one dragon in particular. Um, but before I can tell you about her, I need to tell you about the olden times. Um, and she moves the light to kind of like one picture on the wall and you see uh, five symbols. Um, you guys recognize these. These are the five symbols of the old gods, the elder gods. Um, and she sort of, gestures to them and she says so long ago hundreds even thousands of years ago um the elder gods walked among their people um they were present and active beings um they were seen they ruled over groups of people and uh exerted their whims in a very active way on this world it was a um a much more peaceful time, a more stable time, as these five extremely powerful deities held the oceans and the world in check um, and and kept things the way that they wanted them to be. How many seas are there, Hannah? There are, in the Lunluma Ocean, there's kind of five. Um, cool. Five. It's split into the, the five seas. Um, she gestures to the, the symbols and she says... Um, You'll, of course, be familiar. Um, Pelor, the Sun Lord or the Sun Father. Saloon, who was most often called the Lady of the Moon. Melora, the Queen of the Seas. Cord, the Storm Father. And then, of course, the Raven Queen or Death. Um, the Elder Gods had many different lieutenants and followers, people and beings who served them. They also had enemies who at times would rise up against them, but most of the conflict in this era, when there was conflict, was between the gods rather than from outer threats. They were powerful enough that they didn't really have to worry about anything rising up against them. It was just a matter of when a dispute between them would get out of hand. Um, and as she's walking, she's showing you kind of pictures on the wall. You see um, Pelor, kind of like this this radiant sun-like figure um, with all these like growing crops and stuff like that underneath him as his hand spreads out. Um, you see uh, images of like calm oceans and boats as this like beautiful like woman made of water is kind of like steering them um, with her hand. Um, but then you see as she kind of continues to walk, she like shows an area where it looks like um, the sea is is warring with a massive thunderstorm above it and there's these kind of like mm. huge figures who are warring and you can just kind of like see just barely the like images of tiny little beings kind of caught in the middle the girls are fighting <laughs> <laughs> um she keeps walking and she says in these days the uh the storm father cord um, had two incredibly powerful lieutenants. Um, and all, all of the old gods had their, their people that they trusted more than others, their, their beings that they'd raised up to help exert their will on the world. And the, the Storm Lord, he had these two lieutenants, and they were known as 
the thunderer and the bright spark. And as she says this, she sweeps the light across and you see it kind of hits like a turn in the hallway. And there's just this huge picture of these two enormous dragons. Um, you see one of them is kind of painted in blue and the other one in bronze. These enormous dragons who are kind of like circling each other. And as she moves the light, they almost seem to move mm -hmm. kind of like flying in a circle around each other here on the wall. Okay. Reagan is shaking. Yeah. Do they look <laughs> familiar to him? Um, they're just drawings, but you mm. can pick up on the imagery. Those sure do look like dragons, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen several today, and those are easily some of the dragons of all time. Um, she moves the light and kind of like, you guys take this turn down the hallway, and she says, um, the Thunderer, um, was the blue in color. Um, and he was the one who specialized in huge um destructive capability um you see pictures of kind of like this dragon swooping down over the ocean and as he does like the wind from his wings is creating like massive tidal waves as there's just this kind of like wind that he's bringing with him you see images where you can kind of like tell that there's like sonic booms and like thunder just the sense of like expansiveness um and there is lightning and clouds and kind of storm imagery all around these stella says and the um the bright spark of course no less powerful in her destructive capabilities though she did tend to be a little more localized um and you see this image of this bronze dragon kind of like hunched over on a cliff with this line of lightning coming out of her mouth and just right down at a um like a tree below and just absolutely exploding it by this line of lightning from her mouth yeah, fuck that tree <laughs> that tree in particular <laughs> um, this is why reagan likes to punch trees it's in his blood <laughs> and so uh, Stella says, So the Thunderer and the Bright Spark were the most trusted of the Stormfather, his most powerful, his right and left hand. And then, one day, for reasons that no one ever quite understood, or, you know, that the theologians and philosophers argue over it, I'm just a historian, but the Elder Gods left. Perhaps they wanted to build a new world somewhere else. Perhaps they um, were simply bored. But they simply departed from the Lunluma. Um, their power remains, of course, which is why they, they still have their worshippers, their followers. You can see, I mean, the, the sea still is here. The sun still rises. The moon still controls the tides. But the gods themselves have not been seen around the Lunluma Ocean since. In the wake of this, the world sort of fell to a little bit of chaos. Um, there were no longer these guiding hands over the forces of magic that pervaded, and, and in the absence of beings to channel them, magic just was everywhere. Um, she leads you through kind of pictures of sort of, you see like land and above it, there's just like these clouds of just like 
colorful sparks and stuff like that. You also see like images of it kind of manifesting in storms um, and in waves and kind of like just this this sense of um, chaos and uncontrolledness. Um, and Stella says, in this out of this kind of chaotic time, um, there was a little bit of a power vacuum. Um, and something very strange began happening to those who'd been left behind. The most powerful of the gods' lieutenants and followers began to find their own power being enhanced, as if they could control the magic around them. Um, they began to find, whether by accident or once they realized what was going on, some began to chase after it with fervor, themselves becoming gods um and again i'm just a historian i couldn't tell you how this happens but it happened even to some of the strongest warriors and spellcasters among humanoids if someone was strong enough then and if enough people respected them and followed them they became a god that's so fun and two of the first to seize onto this potential were the Stormfather's lieutenants. The Thunderer and the Bright Spark realized that they could channel this power themselves, and they wanted to, in the absence of the god who'd been their, their guide, they tried to continue carrying on what they thought he'd want from them. Um, you see more pictures of kind of the Thunderer and the Bright Spark doing the sort of same things they've been doing in earlier pictures, but this time it seems more uncontrolled. Whereas before there had always been a sense of like them along with this kind of stormy figure of Cord and seeming to be attacking Cord's enemies in particular. Now they just sort of seem to be destroying wherever. And Stella says, eventually they, the bond between the two of them began to break down. Um, the Thunderer began to get power-hungry, wanting to claim more and more territory for himself. The Bright Spark began to wonder if what they were doing was really what the Stormfather would have wanted. After all, he he had always been a god of, of destruction and of power, but he hadn't necessarily been a god of doing that without purpose. Um, and eventually, the conflict between them boiled over until um, she throws the starlight up on another kind of big wall in front of you um, and you see an image of these two dragons fighting um, just kind of like tearing at each other you see teeth claws lightning everywhere wind everywhere um, this massive storm surrounds them um, and as she kind of like gestures out and kind of shows the light you see that the storm is stretching like on all of mm. the walls around you as if it's covering the entire ocean. I edge in a little closer to Finn and Reagan. <laughs> I, I like link my finger into Mal's hand like, like whoa. I don't know. <laughs> I'm staring up with rapt attention and eating Lucky Charms out of the box. <laughs> <laughs> like popcorn. She's giving this beautiful exposition and you just hear crunch, 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 Malachi <laughs> has to try very hard not to crush Reagan's pinky. <laughs> I put my whole hand in there to be safe. <laughs> okay, bro. The, um, the storm that bore out of their conflict covered the entire ocean. It was catastrophic. This fight between gods, these two of the first young gods who had risen up, threatened to tear the entire ocean apart. 
until eventually, like all conflicts, there was a resolution. Um, she kind of guides you guys, you take this turn, and she shows you a place in the middle of the storm where you can see an image of just the bright spark, the bronze one, just tearing for the thunderer's throat. Um, and then she swings the starlight over to another motif where you can see this enormous blue dragon just falling backward into a stormy sea. Hmm. Um, I thought that was gonna she, be the other way around. <laughs> she uh, kind of gestures to it and she says, the thunderer fell back and where his body crashed into the sea, there the remnants of their storm still rages. The storm out in the sea of storms, the ever-present emerald eye. Around where the Thunderer's body had fallen, the last of this great maelstrom condensed into a much smaller space. But the bright spark, unfortunately, had not escaped unscathed. She kind of takes you out of this portion of the hallway into another portion, which is much quieter. The the storm motif on the walls gives way to pictures of stars. Um, and she points out an image of the bronze dragon kind of curled on an island. Um, and the, her, the dragon's body is like covered in wounds, like lightning scars, um, as well as just like scars from claws and teeth. Um, and you see a like small group of humanoids kind of like out by the dragon's head. Um, and Stella says, the bright spark limped back to a group of islands where she collapsed. The people who lived there cared for her in the days before she succumbed. There was nothing they could do for her, or perhaps she didn't want to continue existing in a world where her god had left and the friend and partner she'd had had turned on her. So she died, and her power continued to bless those islands and bless the people who lived there. These islands. Mm. Reagan kind of reverently, like, touches the wall a little, but very shyly, like, he's not sure that he's doing it, but then he realizes he's touching it. And then he looks at his feet and looks really offended and is like, wait, I shouldn't be standing on this. <laughs> that, that group of people who cared for her, um, became the first of the dragon touched. Um, the power of the god as she died, the second god to die in the Lundluma Ocean, um, mm. went into them and into their children and into their children's children. And some of them stayed to care for the island and others spread out across the oceans. And many of them eventually find their way back home. And she gives Reagan like a soft little smile. Uh, Reagan is doing the Brian Cranston face where he's like, me? <laughs> yes, yes. Um, you. You are Dovahkiin. Fusroda. Um, she sort of leads you to like the end of this hallway, and there's like a couple little like benches basically around like a fire pit. Oh, is this your school? <laughs> Um, and she just kind of like flicks a, um, she kind of like flicks her fingers and you see a little fire kind of like spring up in the fire pit. Boys sitting in um, a circle. And she sort of like 
gestures, um, kind of like sits down and um, puts her hands on the bench next to her and looks around and kind of you see now that you are fully in a room full of stars um, and mm-hmm. kind of in the depiction of the stars above you, there's like lines connecting constellations of dragons. Um, a whole bunch of them kind of above you. God, I love this so much as a person that I keep on like forgetting how Reagan would be yeah. reacting to this. Because I'm like, dragon planetarium. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Um, and she sort of like folds her hands together and looks around and is like, all right, any questions? I look at Reagan. <laughs> Will we be tested on this? Uh, yes, sort of. Uh. Oh, God. <laughs> My life is a test on this. I sit down on the bench. <laughs> uh, actually, no, that kind of, that cleared a lot of things up. It did? Actually, that, that answered a lot of questions. Yeah. I love what you've done with the place. Oh, thank you. Yes, m- myself and people who came before me have cared for this place for generations. So that's... I like it, Reagan. So that's you, then. Yeah, I guess that's me, then. Stella. Yes? Did my mother ever come here? No. She kind of, like, looks at you and sort of, like, sizes you up a little bit and kind of seems to be thinking. Um, And then she's like, I... I don't think your mother ever made her way back here. Back here? Hmm. Hey, long shot, I know, but did mine? (laughs) I don't believe... Do you know your mother's name? Nope. Then I can't (laughs) tell you... All right, just thought I'd it's ask. It's possible. It's 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 my quest, you know, it's that kind of oh. thing. Now, how about him? Did did his mom ever come here? <laughs> Same question. I know who you are, Starkweather, because once I, um, once I hear of something that I think could be related to one of the dragon touched, I generally try and keep tabs on the person. Um, but I don't know your friends. You knew his mother. What about my other mom? Like my, oh my like my legit mom? <laughs> Maybe she came here and just never mentioned it to me? What about, what's her name? Uh, Pesca Fisher? Mm, no, I think I would remember. Okay. Just curious. <laughs> you knew Reagan's mother? I know who she was now. Um, <laughs> Malachi looks so confused. <laughs> She she's directing. She you're asking the questions, but she's directing the answer to Reagan. Right, right. Um, and she's like, once I had heard of a um, uncontrolled storm magic is sometimes a tip off that one of our children has gotten lost. Um, oh, then have I got the cult for you? Oh, God. <laughs> Let's, we can come back to that. Um, mm. But the, um, the wreck of the Angleta uh, made a stir and people began returning to the island with stories of it. And I um, did some digging, got in contact with people that I've, that I know. And you wouldn't have happened to break one of your lost children out of prison, would you? <laughs> There's like a little bit of a smile. She's <gasps> like... I contacted <sighs> some people that I know. Um, Who do you know? <laughs> this is my mom now. <laughs> You're my mom now, okay? <laughs> okay. Okay, cool. <laughs> she smiles. Yes, I finally got one. How did you find record of him? The Didn't Nell say all of your 
All mentions of you were wiped? Mm-hmm. You didn't do that, did you? She kind of, th at that, she kind of, like, furrows her brow a little bit, and she's like, I don't know if I specifically did that, um, <laughs> but uh. I, <laughs> I, she's like, I don't really meddle with, like, the politics of Lithios very much. But you know someone who could get someone out of a place like that. Well, I acted quickly enough. Hmm. Huh. Well, uh, thanks for that. <laughs> I genuinely appreciate that. Thank you. Wow. Wow, I... Whew. Yeah, wow. Alright, I need to sit down. <laughs> you sit down on one of the benches. Um. So Reagan was taken out of prison to Retval's place, or was that, no. like, the prison that we're talking about? Basically, Retval, so what you kind of got and what Alden sort of told Reagan a little bit was, like, somebody pulled some strings so that Retval didn't get a chance to take you to where he actually would have liked to take you. Okay. Um, and was just kind of, like, doing enough preliminary tests to be like, yep, this is a sorcerer. I would like to learn more about this sorcerer. Okay. I would love to study you. So based on what we know... She may or may not know about Retval's stuff, or at least she knew someone who could get him out of there. Yes, it's whoever she knew has, like, a higher pull than Retval. Okay. Which you know is, like, pretty, pretty means, high. Means a lot. Yeah. Um, as you kind of sit down, she's like, I had to call in a pretty big favor for that, so don't <laughs> get arrested again, maybe, but, um. Oh. No promises. Uh, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll try. <laughs> for you, I will try. Not for them, but yeah, for you, yeah. Great. But I'm glad now that you've found your way here to learn who you are and maybe how to control some of that storm. I, I nudge Reagan. I'm like, show her. Well, she, she... You can help him, right? I, she knows what it looks like. I'm sure she knows what it looks like. Okay, but she can't help you unless you do it, right? Uh... <laughs> I, um, I look at Stella like, come on. <laughs> she sort of like shrugs. She's like, it's true. Is there a way to do this without like making an attack roll? Like, can I just do it but not be trying to hit anything? Just do like prestidigitation or something. <laughs> <laughs> which which spell are you thinking about? Well, I would I would be inclined to do one of the lightningy ones. Mm -hmm. Um, I will say shocking grasp since it's a cantrip. You can just kind of lightning in your hands um lightning bolt actually you can just kind of like shoot in a direction um the hole in the a, ceiling there's a hole in the ceiling that'd be hot it is the middle of the night but... <laughs> should we check for air traffic <laughs> <laughs> true we are on dragon isles uh this is a cinematic enough moment that i think i could justify casting lightning bolt through the hole in the ceiling sick um you um reagan sort of is sitting on this bench and he's sort of like you rub your hands together a little and all of the rest of you feel the hairs on the back of your neck stick up um as you kind of Ooh. hear that there are hairs on my neck get this <laughs> there's this little bit of like a crackle um in the air um and stella kind of like sits back just slightly, not in an alarmed way, more in just a like, okay, let's see which direction this is going to go kind of way. <laughs> um, you guys see Reagan's eyes flash um, with this kind of like almost bluish white color um, as he just sort of 
half stands from the bench, kind of one hand back sort of steadying himself, and the other hand just goes up to the sky, and you see this bolt of lightning explode from the tip of his fingers um, and just streak directly up, straight through the hole in the ceiling. There's this deafening crack as it comes out, um, and this this lightning bolt just streaks up, um, kind of obscuring, there's this flash of light that kind of obscures all the stars around you um, as this this sound almost kind of like knocks you back a little bit. Malachi um, claps his hands over his ears. <laughs> and followed just a second later, because it's right there by this boom of thunder. Um, and Reagan, you feel the electricity coursing through you, all of the hairs on your neck standing up. You kind of take a few deep breaths and try not to panic as you feel the kind of like the the magic surging. Oh, jeez. But you take a deep breath. Nothing else happens. It starts to settle. You're still sitting on the bench. The smell of ozone in the air and everyone's ears kind of still ringing. But there's no catastrophe. There's no thunderstorm. I knock my knee against his knee where he's standing up. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at it. You're looking at See, it. See, nothing bad happens. Oh, god damn, that feels good. <laughs> I'm like shaking out my head to get rid of the ringing. And I'm like, a little warning next time would be nice. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Did, what did you think was going to happen? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Am I just supposed to assume you're going to cast spells now? <laughs> well, if you'd been tracking the movement of the moment, if you'd been reading the room, kind of seemed like we were working up to something here. Sorry, I was- Oh, man, I haven't felt like this in years. Reagan's, like, buzzing. I was focused on trying to root the marshmallows out of this box. Look at this, though. Look around this room, Reagan. Nothing bad happened. Yeah, nothing bad happened. You are not dead. Stella, like, claps her hands a little, and she's like, that was strong. You- have a lot of magic. Thank you. Yes. You know, this is second or third time in a row you've done that and no one's gotten hurt from it. You know what? I have a big <laughs> thing about it. <laughs> I'm trying to be comforting. Jesus. <laughs> Statistically speaking, yes, you are correct. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Yes. Like that. Exactly. That sort of thing. I'm not going to um, talk anymore, I guess. <laughs> the heritage the heritage of the bright spark and if you'd like to learn to control it a bit the more that you use it and the more that you become familiar with your own power the more that you go to access that strength and do so successfully the more powerfully you'll be able to do it and the more control you'll gain over it in the future. Oh, it's like squats. Sure, I wouldn't really know. Um, that's what my wife says. Her legs so. are just like yes. that. She's used that metaphor before. Her wife. <laughs> yes. So, I have two moms. Yes. Well, I mean. Yes. <laughs> you haven't really bonded with Nora yet. That's all right. We can do squats <laughs> together. <laughs> so, that was a good start. If you're interested, there is something that Dragon touched who come to this island, and even really anyone who comes to this island and wants to test their strength. Um, we have a a sort of ceremony, half ceremony, half like hiking trip 
have just... Does it involve three hallways and three <laughs> buttons? <laughs> no. Hazing um... episode two. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it is a way for you to practice your um, practice your skills uh, and become a little bit more familiar with them and really bond with the islands themselves. Is this a solo venture? No, you could bring your friends with you. You've seen how we sort of do things around here. There might be parts of it you have to do yourself, but... Sorry, Regan, not to invite ourselves, but... (laughs) (laughs) I look at the man who I'm holding hands with. Yeah, no, God forbid you invite yourself. (laughs) I hold up the lucky charms. I got trail snacks! Wait, you're still holding his hand? Oh my god, and you didn't even shock him! Good for you! (laughs) We started holding hands again. (laughs) So, if you'd like to test your strength against the ascent then i can take you to do that or if you'd you have a couple days i believe on this island before you need to uh take the the gate uh out again but that is what i wanted to show you she gestures around again at the kind of constellations and she says um i don't know much about my um divinatory capabilities only go so far um and they mostly extend to just kind of what's happening now and very limited glimpses into the future. But um, there, there's a lot of power moving in the ocean these days. And hmm. I, the stars have indicated to me that yourself and your friends, all three of you really, are in a unique position to influence it. Do you know anything? Cool! I agree. <laughs> you said you can't see everything, but I don't suppose you have any insight as to why this is all building. Like I said, that's a question better left to theologians, philosophers. I merely see. I. Who brought you that cube? The cube was brought to me by an adventurer one of the um another of of the the dragon touched um would this adventurer happen to be tall long white hair <laughs> no not the adventurer Finn. no no although i do know uh, i know the person of whom you speak you do. Um, our paths have crossed once or twice amiably <laughs> uh go ahead and make an insight check Ooh. god this ocean is ruled by milves <laughs> truly so i guess this island's like krakoa I don't know. Do you mean- It's Ascension Island from X-Men. Oh. Ah, oh, wow. All I do is replicate X-Men. <laughs> I thought you were trying to reference Krakatoa, and I wasn't sure why. I got a dirty 20. A dirty 20? Um, not unamiably. Okay. Um, you pick up on that they- Are exes. They used to date nope. about 10 years <laughs> ago. They're not exes. Um, and they seem like they, it sounds like they maybe didn't know each other that well. She kind of like doesn't have that much of a read on the adventurer. Doesn't seem like, she doesn't like frown or scowl mm. or anything like that. But there's like a little bit of caution. Um, and you almost get the idea that like, eh, I don't think you'd really get much more. Um, just kind of like a little bit of like a, this is a person who's out there doing things. And has interests in this world. Okay. So true. Don't we all? All right. So it was another person like me who brought you the cube about a year ago. I don't, yes. I don't and know many was, other people like me. So She had um, 
she had just discovered it um, along her travels um, out in the fur- further out east in in the sea of storms direction um that she had discovered it knew that it was a powerful magical artifact didn't really know what it was brought it to me to see if i would necessarily know anything about it and i didn't know much no i know that it's i know that it's powerful right do you know that the adventurer is like collecting them right (laughs) because because oh come on it's my mom we can tell her from uh, Stella, I respect you very much, but Reagan, we just met her. <laughs> I think that the adventurer is not the only one who's collecting them. Um, you mentioned, she looks at Finn, she's like, you mentioned a cult mm. earlier? Yeah, the Maelstrom cult. They're big into storms. Yeah, they tried to kill us to get yes. one. So they are a group of um, followers of the Storm Lord Stormfather, um, nominally. Um, they also have been known to be associated with the Thunderer and with that more destructive, um, wide swaths of destruction rather than the kind of precise, focused usage of power that we tend to emphasize more. Um, it does not surprise me to hear that they would be chasing after power. Right. And it does not surprise me either to hear that the adventurer would be trying to collect power or that anyone else you've encountered would be trying to... When when there are things, I mean, like like I showed you, and she kind of gestures back in the direction of the kind of hallways you walk through. She's like, when when power runs wild and when magic runs wild, people who can collect it and bring it to themselves can find themselves growing in power immensely. Hmm. Closer to becoming gods. Closer to becoming gods. I get it now. <laughs> not to say that that's ex- that necessarily what any given person is doing. Uh, not to say that godhood is what anyone could be after or what anyone right. is doing. They also just are powerful magical artifacts in their own right. But that is one... The, the, the idea of collecting power to enhance your own strength is something that has been happening in this ocean for hundreds and hundreds of years right and it just it seems to me as though these cubes are an expression of that Mm. so if we get enough of them then we can summon the dragon and make a wish (laughs) hannah i don't remember how long ago or what they said but do we know how long nell is known of the dreamer oh boy um I don't think they said. I, I don't think they specified. Right. We're going to call now later. I got to write my questions <laughs> down. <laughs> go, ahead and, go ahead and process the lore a little bit if you need to. I don't suppose... Don't suppose you know of anyone recently amassing or trying to amass power this way. <laughs> Not recently the the like i said some people chased after godhood others found themselves just accessing it almost by accident um there are new deities who rise all the time as far as what has happened most recently um i know you said you're not a theologian but 
Exactly. And the, the exact question of when someone goes from just being a powerful magic user into a god is a line that is lines are blurred. much more defined by the way people choose to perceive them than by the entity themselves. Oh, God. Do you, as a historian, do you have any sort of, I don't know, if there's some sort of any networks that you're a part of, do you know who might know about some of these other old powerful lieutenants or new newly powerful beings or anything anyone who studies this sort of thing on fantasy linkedin unfortunately networks are not in fact my strong suit i can we borrow your fantasy jstor login i don't know I, I, she said she met the adventure pos- like cross paths with the adventure so i don't know it is it was not a um not too much of a leap to make however i my people, in order to keep this place safe, safe um, in order to, to keep the, the knowledge that is stored here safe, the people who live here, the latent power that the bright spark left here, in order to protect all of that, it requires a certain degree of hmm. isolation. Right. Um, so I am perhaps a little more out of touch with the current movements of things like politics and... Um, powerful people right. who are around um the adventurer i had met because she makes it her she's the one who makes it her business to network she networked with me right um, right she sent you the link exactly <laughs> you were networked against your will she sent the request to connect um i do not seek that out for myself god good for you <laughs> um okay Malachi looks a little disappointed at that, but not like in her or anything. But mm-hmm. so Reagan's training how does how does that work? I mean, assuming Reagan, please please say yes. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Wait, what? Sorry, I zoned out for a second there. She kind of laughs, um, and she says, um, now I am not um I don't specialize in destructive and damaging magic myself, um, though I can do so in a pinch. Um, But I can help you with some of your more uh, practical applications of magic um, if you wanted to. Um, so you can like ride in a little backpack as I jog through the jungle and yeah, is that part of the ascent? <laughs> stand on my head and lift rocks with one hand. She laughs and she's like, "It's really, listen, you're you're dragon touched. It's it's less about the way that I learned to do my magic is that I studied with people who taught me." And I studied the stars and and learned from them. The same goes for people who study wizardry or who who channel that sort of thing. It's it's a matter of formulas and mm. and patterns. Um, your magic is in your blood. It's about training a a sorcerer is less about 
teaching you how to do it and more about just giving you the space where you can practice. Um, <laughs> and as such, I think the ascent would be the best way for you to learn to channel your your power. If, if you test yourself against that climb, I think you'll find yourself emerging stronger. Yeah. Yeah. I'm up for a hike. Let's do it. Now. Great. Um, she sort of like smiles um, and presses her hands together and she's like, you can go right now if you'd wish. It may be slightly easier to do under the light of day. Mm. Um, although I don't know how many of you can sort of see um i i say i say if we're going i like dawn <laughs> yeah I, well, I can see in the dark reagan you can see in the dark mouth Mal- oh yeah, I, right. I, I i gesture angrily at my glasses i, I can see <laughs> fine i just think we, we could wait yeah it's some, some coffee maybe um this has just been a been a lot so far so maybe process. just like uh, i need to go think <laughs> dwell <laughs> She says, when, when you're ready, um, if you walk out kind of to the other side of the um, croissant, um, <laughs> if you go to kind of the back of the croissant. That's my grandma's body you're talking about. <laughs> just um, This just said Reagan's for... mother is thousands of years old. <laughs> just um, call for Elmo. Um, and he will take you across. <laughs> I beg your pardon, for whom? For, for Elmo. God, Anna. Anna! <laughs> just call, just kind of stand. Just, just call stand for Elmo? Just call for Elmo. <laughs> Elmo loves you. <laughs> and, and he'll take you across to the ascent. Okay. Great. Cool. As we walk back out of the caves, are, are some of the earlier, like, things that she threw up still there yeah you kind of it's it's different because before she was very much doing this kind of like theatrical like casting the light dramatically at the right places now it's just kind of like walking backwards it's almost like being in like a museum exhibit with all the lights on or something like that um oh (laughs) are the symbols of the old god something that we would have all seen before Mm -hmm. okay yeah you guys would be familiar with them these look like it's kind of a different they look like older it's kind of like seeing like like when you see like a religious symbol you're familiar with and then you like open a book from the 1300s and you see the way they used to draw it it's something like that um but they they're familiar to you are there are there like depictions of like other of like their well i don't know if they were all called like lieutenants but they're all of their lieutenants in addition to the thunder the bright spark oh um yeah, I like the way you're thinking. Um, I'm going to say there would be a few because mostly in, in the context of these like battle scenes where you see the kind of like these great celestial lieutenants. So like in one of the images, you can see the Thunderer and then there's like these two like these like sun angels basically mm-hmm. like going up against him with these like big swords who clearly are like some of, of Pelor's forces. I want to stop by those and can I just like I don't know if it would be like investigating or just sort of like seeing if I like like I don't I I wouldn't Malachi's never studied any of this but yeah make make an insight check okay and of course as ever when thinking about this shit he is sort of like absentmindedly like sort of like feeling over that 
that spot on his rock where like that I forget how you described it, but something where it was like mm-hmm. obscured. Uh, half obscured. Yeah, yeah. That. It was like it started to, it was like something had started to fade into existence, but not gotten all the way there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a 13. On a 13, you don't see a symbol. You don't recognize a symbol, but you do think back to your oaths Mm. you think back to sitting on the the edge of of the boat kind of looking out of the ocean and hearing this voice talking to you about keeping and protecting and preserving the light Mm. and you see that there is a depiction of a um like a knight um or a warrior of some kind she's got kind of like gleaming I mean these are all very simple drawings so you can't see that it's gleaming but you can tell that it's gleaming um, plate mail Um, like she's got the little like shine lines coming away from the drawing (laughs) yes exactly (laughs) Um, and these like big wings behind her um, and a sword in her hand and in her other hand you see she is holding a flame what looks like a, a fire in her hand um, and you can kind of see from like the the position and the way she's holding the sword that it's like she's holding the light close to her and the sword out like she's protecting it mm. um, and she's kind of you just your your eyes just kind of catch on this kind of in in the imagery of the the sun lord Pelor's kind of like forces and everywhere he's kind of depicted as this sort of like burning like light imagery um all that kind of stuff um you your eyes just kind of catch on this one angel and you're not sure but you're remembering your own oaths and there's there's a familiarity in the imagery she reminds me of that yeah mm. Ooh. Do you know anything about the other gods? Or the beings in these drawings? Stella looks around and she's like, Yes, I know. I know many of them. Some of them, though their memory has been lost to to time. I, mm. the, the records, it's been thousands of years. And, and not every one of the lieutenants of the elders became anything. a god. Um, became anything. Some of them just faded away. I sort of like softly brush my fingers against the one who caught my attention. Mm-hmm. What about her? Taylor, make an insight check for me. Oh, God. <laughs> 19? Okay. Stella's mouth opens like she's about to say something, and you see, like, a flash of recognition in her eyes, and then it's just as quickly covered by kind of confusion. Um, and she's sort of like, looks at the at the figure starts to say something and then kind of like takes a little bit of a step back and like tips her head and is like no i think i don't think i know that one hmm. um finn i want you to make me an inside check nine <laughs> nine okay and now make me a perception check also Nat 20. <laughs> oh, cool. So 23. <laughs> um, you're looking around at all these depictions. They're, like, pretty cool. Um, 
you're keeping an eye out for oh, like nice. anything that looks like it would have to do with your dad. And there's like nothing, like nothing even close to the lurker, his followers. There's like no tentacles and there's <laughs> plenty of scenes of the ocean, plenty of scenes of like things where it seems like that would be relevant. Um, but there's like none of that going on here. Um Huh. With a nine on the insight check, you can draw your own conclusions. <laughs> Man, he's great at avoiding the paparazzi, huh? <laughs> I was going to ask Hannah if when that happened, if I could uh, detect magic, if that would do anything. Oh. oh, cool. Cool, cool, cool. When her little, like, yeah. uh, when she looks at the shape. I think what, what you get is a confirmation of what I think you're thinking already, yeah. which is that the you pick up on like a little bit of a, for one thing, you pick up on that Stella is just a very magical being herself, yeah. <laughs> um, but you also get that it's just like a little flash of something that reminds you of what you had seen on Still Sky, but not in the sense that you're like, this is the same being. More in the sense of just the kind of like the enchantment magic that you had seen around the heads of everybody who had had their memories fucked with. You get mm. just like a little whiff of that. Um, as if like there is, there's like a, there's like a skip here mm. or there's something, something's been fucked with. Th this isn't just like a being who faded into obscurity and was never in any of Stella's right. books. There's like something, something got fucked with here. You got um, wiped. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so you guys walk out of Stella's house, cave. Um, <laughs> Love a woman who lives in a cave. To the front of the croissant. <laughs> um, um, I want to I wanna hang back a sec as they uh -huh. let them go ahead and I'll be like, I'll catch up to you in a second. And I just want to- You're going to have to walk on your own. So, sorry, Stella, where did we land on us having the cube? <sighs> um, I'd prefer to keep it if you don't mind. Okay. It's mine. Yeah, no, that's fair. Just want to follow up. No, sure. I got to understand. You got to ask. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, but once you guys get out of earshot of it, Reagan turns to Stella and is like, um, so there's the destructive part was the Thunderer and then the Bright Spark doesn't have to be was also the focus destructive one hey i'm having a moment here <laughs> she kind of smiles a little and she's like the storms are beautiful but they do bring destruction with them but not only destruction i mean you've once the storm has passed and you're left with the smell of rain in the air and things grow more easily, it brings the rain with it. Um, but the, the power of it is always there. And the possibility for destruction is always there. But that's not necessarily bad. What the bright spark focused on, especially toward the end of her life as she was beginning to, to look around at what she and the Thunderer had done, and at the time of the Old Gods was a time of peace and stability, yes, but it came at a cost. In, in the time after the Gods had left, humanoids began to flourish, really, and the bright spark 
understood that, that wanton destruction was not what was needed and that perfect control was not what was needed either, but rather focused power at the things that would seek to harm. Mm. That's what we've tried to do. That's what I've tried to teach the people who've come under my care to do. He looks like kind of troubled, but like it makes sense in a way. And he's like, is my mother dead? Yes. How long? Years. I, she, the magic that she had access to, she had no one to guide her. She ran from it. She, she didn't want, she didn't want to learn to control it, so she let it consume her. Um, she had briefly come in contact with people who had offered to bring her here, but she she rejected that. She wanted to figure it out for herself, wanted to use it for her own purposes, and it overwhelmed her. He just kind of nods and is like, okay, okay. And then, and then I hug her. She gives you a big hug. Um, it's very, like, she's in contrast to, like, Gersh and Sheila. She's, like, a very, like, little lady. Um, so it's one of those hugs where, like, you, you're the kind of, like, strong one. Yes. Um, but it's very, like, she, she like, pats your shoulder. Um, and she's like, I am very glad that the... I didn't... I honestly have no idea how you ended up getting shot all the way across the ocean like that. Oh, yeah, um, that's another question I meant to ask. <laughs> I, yeah, these things happen. But I'm very glad you did. I'm glad you did. Yeah, I, I am too. I was hoping that you'd make your way here sooner or later, and if it had gotten to be later, I probably would have started sending people to come and get you, but I think... Yeah, and he would have responded great to that. <laughs> <laughs> But I am glad yeah. that your path brought you here now. Yeah. Thank you. And then I go, I trot and catch up with the other two. You guys catch up with each other. I keep, I'm, I'm repeatedly swatting Finn's ha- hands away from the cube on its pedestal. <laughs> I thought we were outside. Yeah, you're outside oh, at this okay. point. Um, you kind of like walked away and Reagan hung back a bit. Um, so you guys are now outside, kind of in the middle of the croissant. Um, what was it like to finally hug someone smaller than you, Reagan? <laughs> He's hugged now. Really good, right? actually. It was, it was, it was nice. Um, it is fully 2 a.m., um, you guys can just kind of, like, go down to the beach, chill a little bit, maybe grab some coffee before heading to go call for Elmo. <laughs> I can't drink coffee. Um. It would make me shit. What? <laughs> or, I, I mean, I don't know. Theoretically. But how? <laughs> I don't want to find out. Don't worry, Malachi. We still have the bidet. <laughs> Um, you guys sit on the beach, you look up at the kind of stars and the moon sort of, like, reflecting on the ocean in front of you in this relatively calm night. I sit far enough that the waves don't touch me. I sit close enough that the waves do touch me. (laughs) I sit in between. (laughs) We're lined up like a bobsled team. (laughs) (laughs) Nurgle sits in front. (laughs) Um... 
That was cool. Yeah. Congrats on the mom. Thank you. <laughs> I. So my my real mom is dead. Uh, Stella told me that. Um, you knew that though. I mean, real mom is a frame of mind, right? My biological mom in the <laughs> sense of things. Well, I was never sure. I mean, she disappeared when I was 11. Have I ever told you this? What do you think? I, probably not. Well, No, I don't think so. <laughs> okay, no. So what happened? You just said you hate her. Reagan's not my real name, actually. That's probably... What? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> what? Is it Heartmark? No, that's the other guy. That's that's another... What? <laughs> I'm sorry, wait. Yeah, no. Reagan's not actually, like, technically... What? God, do I even know you? I yes. Well, you're gonna you're gonna kick my ass when I tell you why. No. So you remember how my dad is? It's not Nurgle, is it? I prepare my feet. I take them away from bobsled position. <laughs> you remember how my dad is a dwarf? Yeah. We we figured it out. Yeah. Yes. Well, he was. He was from Marquan or something. I I, I I sort of hold a hand sort of close to the sand. Yes. Uh, and his name was. Railthor, and apparently before I was born, he named me, and he, you know, left a little, left a little rock with my name on it or whatever. Whoa. My- that sort of Malachi's thing, Reagan. Sorry. Oh, I don't Just- know if it was a rock. It <laughs> no, mine been- doesn't have, mine doesn't have my name. Mine doesn't have any in- identifying information on it, actually. <laughs> I shout up into the sky. <laughs> It's more just like a, a little... Well, I mean, I have it right here. And he pulls out the, the hagstone on his necklace, which has little runes. What's a hagstone? It's a stone with a hole worn through it by the ocean. Ah. And he pulls it out and he's like, yeah, it has little runes. Point is, my name is Railthorin. Uh, but... Badass. My... So you know how I can't always read? Hmm. You missed some runes there, buddy. No, mom, my mother just she wasn't around uh, when I was a kid. I she I couldn't pronounce it when I was little and she I fist bump Reagan. Didn't bother to teach me. And so I I couldn't say Frail Thorin when I was little, so it just kind of became Frail Where the G come Raylan Reagan. I was like 5. I don't All know. Right. Anyways. No, I mean you're that's fine. I don't care what well, I do care what your name is. It would have been so long as it's not like a, thanks for telling us. Yeah. What? What's the name he would have that would make you not okay with it? <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just glad that it wasn't like a, you're trying to like fake us out for some reason. No, no, you, you know all my fake identities. Well, no, so the, the point that I'm trying to get to is that my mom, she was a terrible mother. I'll put it that way. I mean, she, she should not, I was a mistake, uh, to be quite frank with you. And that's why I've always hated the dragon side of me and hated the map, because that's all she ever cared about. That's all she ever wanted to do. And to, so I raised myself, I mean, and then she disappeared. And I hated her for that for years, and I hated myself for being the same way that she was, and I... Hated everything about it, and I thought I could hide it until I really couldn't. And yeah, I don't know why I'm telling you guys this. <laughs> hey, I'm glad you're not hiding it anymore. Uh, Malachi's like can't can't look at him. 
like in a disgusted way or no in like a this is a hitting a little too close kind of way like he gets it i look at reagan but it's a little uncomfortable because he's sitting directly behind me so i have to like turn my neck in a weird way no finn just bends straight backwards finn's craned his neck 180 degrees mine is just looking anywhere but directly forward no i i'm i'm just sort of looking down at my knees on either side of Reagan's head. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So what do you want us to call you? I I don't know, but just call me Reagan. I don't know. All right. Just checking. I, I'm not going to say I know what it's like. Because I didn't... I had a, a parent who I, who I liked for a while. I've got like three... You should share. Well, you've never, you've ne- you've only met two of them. Well, I mean, I'm sort of. I mean, like, <laughs> how do you define meeting? Hey, yeah, and how'd, how'd that go? Um, no, but I know, God, this is like pulling teeth. I know, I, I, I understand that it can be hard to, to try to connect with something that you, that wasn't, taught to you in a way that was for you to feel like you know like yeah but it's your power maybe now it will be (sighs) Reagan you kind of like take a deep breath you're outside in the clean air you can smell the kind of like wind coming off the sea and you can still feel as you kind of like look at your hands on your knees on either side of him. Um, you can see that there's kind of like your, your finger that the lightning had come out of is like almost like a little bit singed. Like there's just like a little bit of kind of ash on it. Huh. Um, and you just kind of like wipe it off and it goes away and you take a deep breath and the moon slowly starts to set and the sun slowly starts to rise as you guys get ready to face the challenge that the day is going to bring. And that's where we can end our session. Okay. I did not see the name thing coming. Okay. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. If you liked our content and you'd like to find more of it, you can find us on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram as at Ship of Fools Cast. You can also find us on our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash ship of fools for lots of our fun bonus content. Um, or if you just, you know, like the show and want to support it. And hey, while you're at it, leave us a review. Tell your friends about it. We really, um, really appreciate it. And we have some cool, exciting stuff coming up that we want everybody to be able to listen to. Um, Additionally, thank you, as always, to the people who make our show work. Thank you to Theo Golden for our beautiful logo art design. You can find him at tgoldenart on Instagram. And thank you also to Lucas Mangold uh, for our nautical theme music. You can find him at lucascarlmusic at gmail.com. And you can find us right back in your Patreon feeds with our next episode. We will be coming at you on August 17th. Until then, we'll see you on the open seas. Bye-bye.
Hey Stella. Yes. What is this what does this cool zigzag S represent? <laughs> I don't know whatever you're referencing. <laughs> oh, you know like the classic like the pointy like S that people draw on notebooks? The three lines, the ones that you draw in middle school. <laughs> That's a hard joke to do out loud. Yeah. <laughs> I was picturing a Z. I, I knew what you were getting at, Andy. I was picturing a bolt of lightning. <laughs> All right, maybe that'll be the post credit scene. 